I'm Bobby Navia. I'm Dorian Weinsmer. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of The Couch. Uh, today's a very special episode. Not only do we have Sir Edward with us. They're all special episodes, but this one's very special. It is. Yeah. This one's recorded at the round table. Mm-hmm. You can probably already hear how special it is, actually, if you've been <laughs> yeah, you listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean's back. Hello, Sean. Howdy. And then we have a fourth guest. This is the first time I think we've had a fourth person on the podcast. First, no, uh, we did Jeremy for Beach Bum. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. We did. We mm-hmm. did. Yes. yes. And then Corey has, did a guest stint. On that was just me and Corey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Dungeons is back. Hey, what's up, Corey? Hi, guys. Great. How to are be you doing? Back. I'm doing super. All right. Uh, this week's episode is on the trailer to The Green Knight, which is coming out July 30th after a year. Oh, shit. I almost forgot. What you got? Oh, yeah. Are you, are you lighting Sean, an A24 candle? The Green Knight themed fantasy genre no. candle yeah. from A24. Yo, I appreciate it, guys. These smells are do not come cheap. Does it smell like mm. a delayed release? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It smells like a uncrowded theater. <laughs> it smells like limited potential and lost money. Mm. Mm, specialty market. <laughs> mm. is, it, is that a note of niche that I detect? Mm. Mm, mm. Arthurian poems translated by Tolkien. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it was supposed to come out last year, May 29th, uh, 2020. It was pushed back due to the pandemic. And now it'll be coming out uh, this month, July 30th, 2021. So um, there is a trailer from last year and also a trailer from two months ago. So I know I sent everybody to the trailer. What trailers? Did everybody watch both of them or just one of them? I saw both of them. Yeah, both of yeah. them. You did both? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. We watched them together. Oh, yeah, that's right. We yeah. were right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched them earlier as well. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's what I've saying. seen them a bunch right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's All fresh. Right. Mm-hmm. It's green, if you will. It is. Oh wow! <laughs> nice. So let's let's yeah, get into this, Corey. Let us wanna... let us know what you thought about both of the trailers. All right, you can start with the first one or the second one, but just overall your thoughts on the trailers. First trailer is garbage. Completely misrepresents the movie, and I'm only basing that on the second trailer. <laughs> okay. Because okay. the first trailer, uh-huh. like I said, it's like everything's scary, and oh, this is oh, you're gonna get real scared. No, no, it's not that. In the second trailer establishes that it's a, a high fantasy Arthurian uh, morality tale. It's not The Conjuring. I don't know why they were trying to sell it like that in in the first trailer, unless it was a calculated uh, attempt by the trailer company to be like, yeah, we'll grab the horror fans, and then everybody else will just fucking show up. That's weird. Stop. I didn't get horror at all. Me either. Really? No. I was going to yeah. say, no, I get much more of just sort of like a foreboding kind of intrigue. You know, like, yeah, there are going to be like real stakes and dangers and things that are fantastical and maybe not fully right. understood in front of us. But I didn't get like a real horror, like you should be afraid kind of vibe from it. It made it seem, uh, it gave it some gravitas, some importance that yeah. I think a lot of uh, fantasy films wouldn't have. Right, yeah. It was yeah. the same way of like, remember that Two Towers trailer when they did that boom, that you know, really hard hit that is now in every single trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, Ooh, and they the played Han- that Requiem the for a Dream uh-huh. score. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you're just adding a bunch of importance to this Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was spooky. I thought the second one seemed more accurate, though, to what the movie I, I think is going to be. Okay. Where it's going to be high adventure and talking animals. Danger. <laughs> yeah, cool stuff like that. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the second one, obviously, you know, the first one is much more, yeah, um, you know, mood-driven and just sort of, like, kind of delivering a uh, ambiguous kind of sense of tone, you know, that is being brought to the table here, which I find, you know, I actually thought was, like, super intriguing. I really dug that trailer um, actually quite a bit. Um, the second one, you know, is, like, it's it's just, it's really straightforward. It's just sort of, like, here is the story being told. Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, that's uh, obviously a, a, you know, a good thing to put forward, especially because I, you know, it's one of these things that I feel like could suffer the same fate of, like, um, you know, like John Carter, where the oh. filmmakers could be under this mistaken perception that people are a lot more familiar with the source material Everyone than they knows actually and loves are. Sir Gawain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think anyone knows what the fuck the Green Knight is or really who Sir Gawain is right, or right. really much of anything aside from like Excalibur and like Sword in the Stone. And that's like pretty much all they're going to know. Um, the Disney Sword in the Stone. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. TH White at yeah. best. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I think it's probably a much smarter trailer the second one for them to put out given what the source material is because on the first one i think i agree with you at the sense that they are they're really just relying on like you to just have a striking moment with like an image and maybe a piece of sound or music that accompanies it that gets you to go like this is intriguing it's and a it teaser is. in the you know yeah. true sense of the word yeah. totally um but yeah it, it gives no sense of like what the actual narrative or driving force of the movie is whatsoever and you know given yeah once again that you know, that might be enough for like a niche market, which is what A24, you know, caters to generally. But it's interesting, you know, the post pandemic thing, too, though, because, you know, I'm wondering if it's sort of a little bit more like, hey, actually, we could use some extra audience members now that things have been pretty rough for the past 18 months. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's cut a trailer that makes this look a little more approachable. Yeah, because I'm, you know, also approaching this from uh, I, I'm pretty sure I know Bobby's. But have you, you guys ever seen any other films from David Lowry? No. Um, not that i know of uh, what else has he done disney's a- i have a list uh, the disney film pete's dragon would probably be the most uh the movies that, well-known. Uh, that this one. movie is written and directed by david lowry uh his um headline titles would be ain't them body saints pete's dragon a ghost story and uh the old man and the gun in between there there's like shorts and maybe mm-hmm. some episodes of television but those would be the movies that would be the most like yeah. recognizable nope. okay so not me Given what I've seen of his films, I'm guessing that the first trailer is probably actually more indicative of what the film is like, though. Hmm. You know, I don't think it's going to be this really heavily narrative driven thing. I think we're going to get the setup and I think we're going to go through art film interpretation of Fantasyland for like an hour or so. Which I'm way into. Yeah. But I don't think everyone will be. (laughs) But, you know, so I think the second trailer is obviously much more designed to capture a mainstream audience. But again, I think, you know, just my instinct or uh, insight, given what I know about this director, is that it's probably more like the first one. The story uh, or the poem itself is a little bit like that. Uh, th- mm. I mean, th- I'm gonna have to go back to. Yeah, my I guess I've never read the high poem. school. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> this was yeah when I was in high school. Obviously, very into Tolkien, and because he was did one of the more famous translations of this uh, this poem, mm-hmm. uh, I had to read it. Sure, it's not very good. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> academically, it was interesting. But sure, um, it takes place over a year, except. They kind of hint that adventures happen during that year. Yeah, they're not. But really it never specific. goes into it. It's not a very yeah. long read either. Yeah. Like this isn't pages and pages. <clears throat> yeah. Um so I'm wondering if he's gonna be hinting at adventures instead of showing you 
the entire hero's journey of you know he overcame these giants or whatever which they show in the trailer yeah. or, you know that kind of thing um which i kind of dig mm-hmm. yeah no but, i'm totally cool with that i i also i just you know for me i i appreciate not seeing everything in the trailer which is obviously just a you know that's been a complaint with trailers for fucking ever right um and the def the second one definitely goes like really far and it goes like through the entire year basically up to like when they meet again it's like okay i didn't need to see all that but even things like the giants like in the first trailer you just see like the this hand. big hand oh and it's that so is evocative so much more compelling yeah and very much more evocative than like I would rather have that moment where we actually see them saved for the film itself. Yeah, you know, I, I would have much rather had that experience in the theater on the big screen. Like, holy fuck. It still looks this beautiful. Really but cool. Yeah, yeah it I looks super agree. cool. But yeah. like now when I see them, I'm just like, okay, we got to the point that I saw in the trailer. Yeah. It's no longer like this. Holy shit. Okay. What's going to happen once we get over that mountain, you know? So yeah, it's just, you know, it still looks super interesting. I'm not saying it's like going to totally cut the legs out from under that, you know, part of the film, but a little bit. You know? Yeah. Completely. And it didn't need to. It didn't. I don't think it needed to. Yeah. It's I, a thing. Yeah, I think you were right about it coming after the pandemic. And it's this fear of, oh, will we have an audience? We need a bigger audience. Yeah. This is probably, I know, I know people are fucking thirsty for dev as well. So I feel like they, you know, it's a very calculated, like this is probably the most marketable thing yeah. that we have. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Zola underperformed a little bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, the A twenty four movie uh, <laughs> Zola definitely underperformed and went went sooner to streaming than it was supposed to. Yeah, because mm. it underperformed at the theater. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I feel like they're really kind of like, okay, this movie's got to probably pull some weight. Yeah, and you know, that, whatever. You know, that's I'm not saying that's like, oh, these are evil like corporate assholes. Like they fucking funded this like art house driven yeah. fantasy epic like i'm cool with a24 it looks <laughs> expensive as shit yeah. too yeah <laughs> like nobody's nobody's cool. pumping money into a movie like this yeah. except for them yeah. so like yeah it's it, i get it but you know again it's just dissecting that like why are they showing us what they're showing us now versus what they showed us you know in early 2020 when they were fucking flush yeah uh you know <laughs> it's uh it's interesting to look at I like the first trailer to the Green Knight uh, a bit more than the second one. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that wishes they would have still released just the first trailer again, but added maybe something a little bit at the end that was a, a bit more revealing. You know, maybe like mm-hmm. maybe something, a, a, maybe a bigger chunk of an extended scene or whatever, and then just, you know, cut it at the last minute. I, I disagree. I think add, yeah. if you're going to add to it, yeah. add the beginning. Add the part where the Green Knight says, one year hence, because yeah. that's the inciting incident. Give us the hook. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's all I'd need. Yeah. If, yeah. if it exactly. was yeah. just that and leave Hey, we're going to meet up in a year show us and a fight bunch again. Of insane shit that like, okay, here's what we're going to go through. It's like, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it just flash it past me so quickly I can't quite process it. Yeah. So that way it doesn't <laughs> stick in my mind. And yeah. when I go to the theater, I'm like, look at that giant. Or just, or just more thoughtful and evocative moments, like just the hand over the mountain. Things that'll just like get your mind going instead of like just showing yeah. you the goddamn thing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me exactly of your complaints about the uh, Fast and the Furious um, trailer. Yeah, in a, in the podcast you guys did, I remember that was a source of contention. Where like, <laughs> I've already seen this movie because I saw the trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and again, it's nothing new to make that complaint about trailers. People have been saying it since I was like twelve. 
probably I don't like previews because they show all the good parts. Yeah, they show the whole movie. Yeah, totally. But it seems like it has gone to another level now, where mm-hmm. it really is. It's full on like practically like spoiler territory. Yeah. Just watching the trailer, you know. Um, usually they at least save something, right? But yeah, it's we're now getting into an era where we see movies and you're like, wow, okay, literally, you showed me literally like the money shot, your yeah. big fucking final moment of the movie that you climax with right in the trailer that's uh, okay all right you know it's a choice it's a uh, choice favorite parts from the trailer is there anything like you're looking forward to sean you're in giant land i thought that entire mm-hmm. scene was beautiful i think mm-hmm. the mist coming over that mountain the way it's lit the the design of the giants themselves it reminds me of like a really old school magic the gathering card you know like what's is it the cards called anything oh no i i don't <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a specific card okay, in okay. mind uh i just oh, have magic on the stylistic, yeah, yeah, stylistic sense yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah those like old school fantasy paintings like a frank frazetta where there's just mist everywhere because <laughs> i didn't really know how to finish the tail of this dragon you yeah know? so fuck it yeah <laughs> um we good yeah yeah that, that was beautiful um that scene that's in both of the trailers where he's holding uh, the staff and the orb and his head lights on fire. I thought I think oh, that's yeah, yeah. a that's gorgeous a, that's shot. In the first the first trailer yep. where mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah it's yep. got a, the first trailer has like all the old English text, but the second trailer just has no old English text. Yeah, I'm Which, fine with that. I don't need text in my trailers. You don't like text in the you do you not like the trucks text in the first trailer? I don't dislike it. Oh, okay. I don't. It doesn't add anything. What's your problem with text in trailers? Man, if I wanted to read, I'd get a book. <laughs> <laughs> got him. You hear that, Hollywood? <laughs> Subtitles, huh? Hildner got you. <laughs> Stop putting text in trailers. You just got God. You mm. just got God. Savage bird. No, I think if you cut a good trailer, you should be able to tell me what the... Or you should be able to hook me without making me read something. But are you going to be able to let me know that acclaimed director David Lowry is behind this? You say acclaimed, but like as we just went over, Corey and I have not seen any of these Pete's movies. Pete's Dragon, though, comes to mind. I do remember... He has been like, acclaimed. By who? Actually, some pretty big people. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, he's yeah. pretty well acclaimed, actually. Good. I will, yeah. Good. Uh, uh, how about you guys? Favorite moments from the trailers? Or I mean, Talking Fox is pretty exciting. Ooh, it's yeah. Hard. I mean, yeah. I just, in my head, he's just saying Chaos Reigns, of course. And <laughs> it's just Lars von Trier talking. I hope that's actually, man, if that is, is that who did the voice? I, I mean, he's real raspy, but if he just was like, just get Lars. Like, Lars is the Fox voice. Lars in is what, a Dane or something, yeah. right? I don't think this Fox had an accent other than English. No, but he was like, it's a real raspy. He yeah. might have been hiding him in there. For Sure. You can sneak a Lars past us, <laughs> which would be incredible. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would really endear me towards the movie. But now I like Talking Fox. That's pretty exciting. The quest element. I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen a movie with like a good quest. Yeah. You know, in a while. Yeah. And that's just an exciting thing. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. For people like us, people of a certain temperament. <laughs> That are not with my a life. soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually want to see a hero win. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Well, I have a feeling it's going to be more complicated than that. <laughs> I'm so worried they're going to. What's well, the thing with these old English or Middle English poems? I think, the, is, I think it's not. They're not very complicated. Well, but I think David Lowry's interpretation of it is sure. going to be a little. I don't think the concept of honor is going to be quite as um, uh, one-dimensional, yeah. maybe yeah, as yeah. it was uh, thought of in ye olde English tiny. <laughs> If they uh, pull a Beowulf, I'm going to be so upset. Well, I don't expect any Austin Powers-type moments, hopefully. But um, Do you mean Beowulf the movie? 
Yeah. 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 No. What a gem. They just. That was something. All right. They took Beowulf and they were like, what if we took the hero and we made him like an asshole? Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about that? One like of his a, dick was behind a candle like four times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, those candles put in a lot of work though. <laughs> but from yeah. the marketing, it seems like they're going to, they're going to treat the source material with respect because there is an emphasis on, on honor and, uh, uh, virtue and stuff like that, at least in the marketing that I've seen. It also doesn't, uh, if we're comparing it to Beowulf, it doesn't seem like an action movie. What they did with Beowulf is they tried to make an epic poem into a yeah. modern yeah. action movie. Yeah, we're going to yeah, do Lord of the Rings and shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but this doesn't seem to be that. Yeah. In no, fact, just the elephant in the room is that... That you guys watched a necrophilia movie today? <laughs> oh, no. No, that... that I mean, you can edit this out. That Bobby has seen the movie we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's close enough to release. I feel like it's that close you enough can that talk I can, about there's it. There's no embargo yeah. anymore. Yeah. And yeah. can I also tell you something? NDAs legally actually really hard to enforce. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How can they prove it? Depending uh, on that's what all of our lawyers we've ever talked to have told us. They're like, yeah, I mean, getting people to sign an NDA, great. It's a good idea because a lot of people think it means something, but. <laughs> It's it, if you actually want to go and enforce that, like, kind of good luck. Yeah. So, but it's all about the honor system. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. Like Sir but the movie comes out in a week. Yeah, the movie comes out in a week. It's screened for critics. People have seen the film, other than test audiences. That mm. said, I don't want you to tell me too much about the. No, movie. no, 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 no. I'm not no. saying spoilers. I'm just saying I think it's okay for us to publicly discuss the fact that Bobby. Has oh, seen the absolutely. Film. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I don't yeah. even think that would be covered by the NDA. I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah, yeah. So. At least, a, at least a week out. But you can tell release. us things like so. You know, discussing like you know. The, what do you want to know, Dorian? Is well, just. Is the We've first already established Bobby remembers nothing from this screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said you like the first. I, I, I said that to you. Yeah. Before we got on the mics. So. <laughs> well, you said you liked the first trailer more. I did. Is that just based on like gut feeling, or is that because you've seen the film and that's more so representative of what the film is? Both. Okay. Both. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw. So when I, the first trailer came out a year ago, and then post the first trailer coming out, I. I received like the invitation to go see this, see a free screening of it, a test screening of it, uh, signed the NDA, did the whole thing or whatever. So, but um, yeah, I would, I would say that the, uh, I would say the first trailer more accurately depicts like the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is a high art house medieval um, tale. That's awesome. That's yeah. actually like, really refreshing. I, super I, excited. Like, I yeah, don't, I, I don't that. even really want to call it an adventure because I feel like there is a part of me that will, like, if I said adventure, I wouldn't want to put like, I wouldn't want to put anything in anybody's mind that makes it like, well, this is like a swashbuckling adventure about Gawain and the yeah. Green. Like it's Treasure Daddy's D and D campaign. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I feel like, you know, I feel like trailer one is more indicative of, of like the movie that it is. And it is just like, I mean, you, you sit in this world, like you awesome. sit in this world and you are meant to take up just every single frame, word, so it's, whatever it's, of it. It's more Mandy than it is Willow. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. More Mandy than it was Willow. Because those are the two extreme opposites more, it's more, of any movie. It's more, <laughs> more Bellatar <laughs> than Michael Bay. <laughs> It's funny that you bring up Willow, uh, uh, Corey, because I was looking up just what the trivia, some of the trivia was for this movie. (laughs) And one of them was the idea for uh, doing the movie came as a result of David Lowry setting up a diorama of Willow action figures in his backyard. 
fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've all been there. We've all done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's willing to admit it. Yeah. He's far braver than the rest of us. I salute him. <laughs> um, I want, one of the questions I have for each of you is what got you into this kind of this kind of world and maybe these kinds of movies? Um like when you're a little kid or recently or anything like that. Because I find myself anytime trailers like this come out or like not necessarily like medieval, but any kind of genre, I always think about like what, what has gotten me into that, whether it's like superheroes or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, uh, Corey, what about, let's start, let's start with you. So it's so easy. It's so obvious. I'm just, just go for it, brother. <laughs> Dungeons go. and Dragons. All right. Dungeons I, and Dragons. Expand. I, I loved playing that game as a kid and I love the movies that, would fit within that context, like Conan the Barbarian, mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger version, obviously not not the new one. That one is trash, mm. and uh, Willow, uh, of course. Any any high fantasy or even low fantasy, Beastmaster, you could go out on a limb there. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. uh, Crawl, all all of that stuff. It was really really appealing to me because it fueled my love for the game and it allowed me to interpret these movies. I, I've talked about this before. Like I watch movies actively and then I try and apply uh, D&D rules to them and it never gets old. I, I love it. 13th <laughs> Warriors, my favorite example of that. 13th Warrior is a D&D campaign. When, yeah. when they go into that Learn cavern language role. <laughs> and they're trying to leave, they actually take off their heavy armor so that they don't get penalized on their stealth checks. Sure. Mm. <laughs> and that was the movie doing that. Yeah. But me, I was just screaming internally. I'm like, yes, this this is what it's about. This yeah. is what it's about. <laughs> this yeah. is why we do what we do. <laughs> because it's it's a consistent set of internalized rules. And I, I think that that's very important to have in a fantasy yes. uh, movie. If you're breaking your own rules, mm-hmm. then it's there are no stakes you have to have something outside of yeah anytime you break away from reality you still have a set of rules they're just different yeah they're different rules right right you either have like a good story or you have a child lying to you Mm -hmm. that's the difference between a consistency in in narrative yeah so i like movies that are fantastically based uh where swords and sorcery and dragons exist but also have a strong set of rules that are consistent enough where the verisimilitude of that fantasy can hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, yeah, it was because of the game that I got into fantasy and vice versa. And they just sort of feed off of each other. How old were you when you got into d and I think it was like 10, uh, 11, something like that. Can you remember any of your first characters? No, I was a dungeon master most of the time. Damn, Damn right. Of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Dunn's li- I've been living that life. All life. Well, nobody else wanted to read the book. I was born in the dungeon, Batman. <laughs> you, 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 you merely are adopted it. <laughs> Dude, why do you think DJ 3AM was so home at home in the dark? <laughs> this is the Dungeons of Rockford, baby. I'm reading American Gods right now, like associating those kinds of like old world mythologies with, with the like Midwest. new world Midwestern <laughs> yeah. fucking roadside attractions is just it's right up my alley. Right yeah, now, perfect so. sense. Perfect yeah. sense. Incredible. <laughs> um, is the Thirteenth Warrior yeah. like your your top sort of? I was gonna say yo. So like, what 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 like movies though? When you were younger, were there any fantasy like films or media aside from um, Dungeons and Dragons campaigns that that kind of gripped you? Books. Uh, Dragonlance Chronicles, but that's 
D&D. That's yeah, D&D. Of course, yeah. the Hobbit. But, those were, but the novels, though, yeah. Yeah, of course, you know, Dude, I used to fucking read those. Yeah. Dragonlance shit? Hell mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Yeah, they were fantastic. <laughs> Anne McCaffrey? <laughs> all right, spin-off podcast. Okay. <laughs> we're reviewing all Dragonlance. <laughs> dude, you want to go back in time? You want to grab some dudes i wonder if those paperbacks are like fucking hard to find now probably yeah probably. <laughs> no my buddy has got a couple he, he purchased them recently for his daughter okay oh, cool yeah yeah. Firstborn. If I see Drizzt do Erden show up, though, I'm throwing the book out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. Enough of he that gets, asshole, he gets right? Written in. Yeah. It's like, and then the drow appeared. Oh we're getting my. Re- we're getting real nerdy, though. Your boy Brewer is going to show up, though. <laughs> he has two swords. <laughs> one of fire, one of ice. <laughs> Most of the time, though, it, it was books and and movies and games that were really interesting. Cartoons, you think there would be a shoe in, like the D and D. Uh, cartoon that came out or uh, oh, so silly though any yeah. of the Hanna Barbera attempts yeah. at fantasy uh, but they were the for Masters s- of the Universe shit oh I grew up on that. cartoons yeah. yeah I grew up on that we're That's recording this on the day that the new Masters of the Universe premieres yeah there's on another Netflix. one That's it's a on brand new kind of anime style why because Castlevania was a huge hit yeah but Castlevania was pretty cool yeah talk to me about video games oh man <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about video games. Wait, say it slower. Uh, I, another spinoff podcast. Yeah. I, I grew up. Dork, just what was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, do you remember being innocent just, and just, pure? Just what was your What was your first love video game? Wise? First love was adventure for Atari. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay. Which was a really basic. Uh, yeah, as the title implies, <laughs> it was adventure. It, it was. You were a. You were literally a pixel. You were like this block, and you could go around this maze and pick up items. At the time, uh, to make a game like that was really something because yeah. it, it was the first uh, roguelike. Yeah, uh, all of the procedurally items, generated. Yeah, it, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a really basic premise, and then after that, Final Fantasy for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Love that stuff. Yeah, nice. Well, mine's simple. Um, I remember my mother sat in the middle of the couch and my sister on one side and me on the other and she read to us when we were very, very young The Hobbit and all three Lord of the Rings in a series. That's cute. Yeah. That's beautiful. It was awesome. Nice. And then, of course, watching the movies... It was kind of out of time. The prequels were coming out. The Star Wars prequels were coming out. And Lord of the Rings was like hitting all those spots that the prequels were missing. Mm. And oh, then, yeah. Okay. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watch, watching the uh, like special features on Lord of the Rings is what like made me want to go to film school. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't get into D&D until my 30s. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. I yeah. didn't realize you had never actually yeah, played when you were younger. But no. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I played a lot of Magic the Gathering. That was same as my Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And some some Warhammer, but 40k that doesn't count. No idea what that means. Don't even worry um, about it. Future nerd, <laughs> future nerd, not medieval nerd. All right. Yeah. Okay. I almost forgot. Real quick. Chronicles yeah. of Narnia. Chronicles oh, of sure. Narnia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that Absolutely. Was a big one. And Greek mythology. I remember yeah. in in sixth grade getting this big book about Greek mythology and just like hmm. Aries. 80s. Oh shit! This this is cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? What, um, what what brought about your interest in fantasy? The nerdly, <laughs> the nerdly ways. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow you movie movies movies yeah. like Masters of the Universe. Like I feel like when I talk to you guys, like Sean and Corey and Dorian, about like what you guys grew up with. Knowing you, how I do now, I feel like don't get me wrong. I love Joey and Ivan. Those are the two people that 
have stuck with me friend wise from my old neighborhood. I feel like I grew up with like the wrong group of friends <laughs> because like, do they listen? No. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I asked Joey to like download anything, he'd he'd yell at me. <laughs> he'd, he'd yell at me. You know what? Fucking good for Joey. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, Joey's sure. living the best life of any of yeah. us. <laughs> like I think like Ivan has a Ivan has an Android, and Joey and I have like iPhones or you know the. And so, you know what happens when you get into group texts? Oh, and, yeah. like, people, it'll spell out, lo- so-and-so loved this, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep. It always happens that Ivan does it. I have been on group text messages where Joey is yelling at Ivan. Because he's like, I don't give a fuck what you love. Why, <laughs> why do you keep saying that you love this? Fucking stop. And then we're trying to explain to Joey how phone works, and he, he just gets more upset. How does phone? Yeah, how? pretty much. Yeah. How to phone, please? How do I do phone? I mean, I love him, but fuck. You, you know? took the time to rewrite every word that I fucking wrote? <laughs> That's what he thinks. That's yeah, literally what he... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. That's so good. That's incredible. Um, but no, I feel like I, I feel like I would have gotten, uh, I feel like I would have tried and gotten more into like D and D and all this, you know, magic. Not that I, I still can't, but more as like a younger person. Uh, if I grew up with people around me that were into that, I, I had like one friend who was into Pokemon and the cards and getting all of them. I just didn't get it. I didn't understand it. So I was just kind of like, Bloop, whatever, you know? So, um, but mainly it was movies like like masters of the universe the Dolph Lundgren movie uh i think even like some of the canon ninja movies as mm-hmm. well like that's that's oh, a, yeah. a specific type of just like fantasy those for movies me. go everywhere yeah they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really do <laughs> yeah um but then also stuff like uh you know Corey, like 13th warriors like one of my favorite movies i fucking <laughs> love that movie they take off their heavy armor it's so <laughs> to do stealth <laughs> yo is... if you write a 13th warrior campaign bobby oh. will play I will. BWP. Bobby Done. will play. Bobby will Ooh, play. The yeah. 14th Warrior? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's it's Bobby. Bobby and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Tonio Navderas. <laughs> That's a character name if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Hi. I'm Bob Tonio. Bob Tonio. <laughs> I have the uncanny ability to learn languages. Yeah. My friends call me overnight. Piece. My friends call me Abdo. Abdo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it was just like fantasy movies like that. Anything that yeah. was like Lord fantasy, of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, shit, like yeah. swords and sandals type movies. You know what I mean? Um, I had actually, I mean, soon, but I mean, after, after we get through this, like I had a, I had a, was going to talk about just different other different like Arthurian movies that you guys, you know, might remember or, or really like. But, you know, a few of them that I have listed here, one of them is 13th Warrior. One of them is Dragonheart. Like it's Hell not yeah. set. I am the last one. Yeah, I think I think like I think the code that uh, Dennis Quaid's character lives by is like an old Arthurian knight code. Sure. Mm-hmm. In that sure. in that movie, so like watching that movie, you know, aside from there being a big fucking dragon, it was just this like I I, I didn't know that it's what like you guys normally talk about when you guys talk about like D and D or like honor and this and that. That's that's what I was grasping onto while watching these yeah. movies. Aside from just the you know um, action adventure part of it, right? So now like knowing everybody, you know, like how I do now and over the years, it's like, oh, this is this is the deep seated thing that you know I couldn't put my finger on. Right? I didn't know what it was called yeah, like, or whatever. What, what's yeah. up with these fucking assholes? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they like swords. Okay, yeah, okay, I get. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was basically stuff like that. Dorian, yeah. How'd you get into fantasy literature and uh, media? Mainly, I, I mean, like sort of a, I don't know, a little bit of more of a amorphous kind of everything, I guess, kind of answer. It was in the air. A lot of, well, a lot. Of, I think a lot of it too was my older brother. Mm. Like he was into a lot of that stuff, and of course, it was like you know, if he was into it, like I was. <laughs> interested mm-hmm. um especially at a younger age and like you know books and video games in particular mm-hmm. we were both just like really into video games and just a lot of games in that era in particular like the you know 80s uh late 80s early 90s had more of like a fantasy kind of bend to them sure um so that just naturally you know i became interested in those things because i wanted those types of like adventures and things like that so that fed into all the literature and stuff like that but i remember Arthurian stuff actually being kind of like a big thing that my brother and I were both pretty into. Oh, cool. I think on a pretty surface level, though, like I never I've never read The Green Knight or anything. Um, But, you know, the stuff like the, you know, Excalibur and some of those legends, the sword and stone, all that type of stuff, I think was sort of some of the more, you know, probably my first introduction to some of those archetypal storytelling things and techniques um and uh ideas that you know then you see repeated everywhere of course once you get introduced to them so you know it it is a strongly anchors a lot of my i guess storytelling sensibilities or understanding of general genres or techniques is anchored in a lot of those like fantasy elements because that's where i first you know Mm -hmm. encountered them so so it's exciting it makes this you know look really interesting particularly because having i guess like that much deeper of a background with the material or the subject matter in a general sense and um you know having some of my understandings of storytelling in a larger perspective anchored in that genre in particular Mm -hmm. seeing people you know it's one of those things like sure it can get really boring for me at times because i feel like i've seen it all Mm -hmm. but when somebody actually does something like new that you look at and you're like holy shit right this looks like a really different way of seeing this material Mm -hmm. it's really exciting yeah you know like that's it's like extra exciting um, because you're like, man, I've been so bored with this type of stuff for so long that to see someone, the fact that you're saying it's this like just art house. I actually felt like I was watching a visual poem while I was watching. It. Oh my that's, god, that sounds great! Like it sounds so good. Go watch this yeah, damn movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's like one of these things where it's just like I feel like you're getting me way more hyped to see the movie than the trailers. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm, especially the mm-hmm. second one where it, you know, again, it, like it goes so narrative driven and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I'm just, I'm trusting that like this is not how right straightforward yeah. it's going to be. But again, I understand the necessity of. Mm-hmm. having the storytelling hook to just get people there yeah but i think it's gonna be you know we'll see how it performs i'm really curious i feel like i remember reading if like, people feel sh- cheated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically i forgot to mention one of the one of the uh like i, I used to watch a, a lot of well, i still do a lot of cartoons so like a big one was like um gargoyles yeah. i felt like the, the gargoyles oh, yeah. was like it's i mean that first episode starts off in medieval times with you know castles and swords and sandals and all that kind of shit but there was one cartoon i used to watch uh sean you always give me some bit of shit when i bring it up biker mice from mars no not or, that one oh, okay not that one. i, I, I was gonna say I that can't wait it's the, i'll remember, die on I, that I've hill told, with you <laughs> i've told you about this one it's called it's called uh street sharks it's called. I think it's actually called like Knights of the Round. I like that one too. Uh, <laughs> um, it's actually called like King Arthur and like the Knights of the Round Table. But it's a it's a fantasy cartoon about uh, Merlin coming like I don't know if it's like back in time or, or or to another dimension, but the other dimension is present day 
where he meets. Stop. I know you're gonna. You're gonna. I've or, never given fuck, you shit about this because I've never wait, wait, heard of this. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck, I remember so, this. So yeah. Merlin comes to. I, I believe it's like another time or another dimension. Why have I not seen this? And it's a present day because he's looking for knights, and he comes upon. I think it's either a high school or a college football team. Sure. Yeah. And he like watches them play and realizes that they're honorable. these are the warriors these of are this the age, warriors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he all he, American football he, players. He basically like transports them back, and this idea of like Arthur and the knights of the round table, like Lancelot, going all these people. It's there. It's a uh, like Merlin imbues them with that power. So in this time. They come back and they be this football team becomes Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table armor the whole nine yards and they, and they fight and they go back and it's kind of like a Power Rangers thing a little bit but using is this a cartoon yeah. or a show I have it I have the entire DVD I've set never heard of this yeah yeah so I used to watch that a lot Sean why do awesome. you hate this well, I've never heard of this either <laughs> I feel like I'm exploring. I feel like I just got thrown right under that it's not bus but at least horse cart like it's fucked mm-hmm. up. <laughs> Yeah, you've been chucked. Yeah, chucked. I'll give you shit about the fucking shadow Mm -hmm. all day, but no, I've never heard of this. Is definitely a. It's a a movie that shaped me, Sean. The shadow knows. The shadow knows. You only watch the shadow. What darkness lingers in the hearts of men? Shadow blows. Hey, oh, three times Hollywood. Three times you got got. (laughs) Where's my air horn? Um, Let's go for the quadfecta. (laughs) <laughs> while, we were, uh, while we were talking you're in for a fourth bitches <laughs> <laughs> yep um while we were talking about this earlier through a group text uh there was a couple things that got through thrown out that we should definitely talk about mm-hmm. so one of them is the hot night centerfolds that mm-hmm. are available free of purchase on the A24 site. But I also want to talk about Hot the Summer Nights they're calling the it. The tabletop game that was released That's as a, as a part of this. Oh, you're right. And I want yeah. to get your opinion, all of your guys' opinion, but you Corey especially, um uh about about this sort of time cuz I feel like I feel like tabletop games are becoming another uh marketing strategy for particular movies in an effort to for people to just buy more shit but also go see the movie. Go come home, play the game. Fast and the Furious that got kind of, a... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sh- you got this, Sean. Sean has just... Have you looked at it? Yeah, I have. What do you think? Uh, it looks really interesting. So this was actually... Uh, we're talking about the, the tabletop game right yes, now. Yes. This was written by uh, sort of the most famous professional dungeon master in New York City, um, who is sort of like the New York version of, of you, Corey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> I must kill him. <laughs> a fight, a duel to the death. And why dungeon? There can be only yeah. one. Well, I'm the best goddamn dungeon master in Chicago, so he's safe. Because mm. <laughs> he's not here. That's right. I don't know who this man is. Corey, I will be one of the one of the thirteenth warriors that you recruit to go after this man. Hell yeah! The if, rest if of decide, them are going to be. If it goes south, the rest you know. are, are high school students that will recruit. <laughs> We, we pick football because of their uncanny ability to absorb uh, concussions on a regular basis, which is what you want in a fight. All of my knights have CTE now; like they can't, yeah. oh. <laughs> they can't concentrate. But you, have, you have all of the tie-in merch. You have the candle, yeah, the you fantasy do. candle. You have the, uh, you know, what's really crazy? This candle costs more than that campaign. Correct. What do you think took more effort? Right into the campaign. <laughs> You're 100% correct. Um, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Anyway, um, there's also some free downloadable centerfolds of uh, Hot Summer Nights starring Dev Patel. Dev Patel. You can call him Sir. 
Oh, uh, I like that. <laughs> That's what one of them says in the corner. I like that a lot. Sir. <laughs> He's holding the sword by his dick. I have no problem sexing up. Well, like especially one of yeah. the absolute lesser knights of the round table yeah right well because that's a that's kind of the whole thing like they even in the trailer when uh guinevere is like you have no stories yet right it's like that was kind of his thing is like he's a knight he's got all this potential but he hadn't actually really done anything i believe mm-hmm. he was the youngest of them too yeah yeah and it wasn't that kind of what the poem is about is like this is his and what the whole honor thing is yeah. like this is finally this his was chance his to one. like yeah. do something and have a story um I also kind of like that too sometimes in adventure movies where it's not like you're not always using like uh, since we're just talking about Arthur you're not always using King Arthur you know I feel like that's a go to I think that's another thing that the very first time I watched the trailer it was just like oh it's Sir Gawain like I had never read the poem either I remember when the trailer came out you were telling me about the poem Sean so I was it endeared me more to see the movie because like this is a uh, a person a character that I've just I, I don't know much about other than what I'm about to watch on screen. Well, you like comic book movies. You can't make every movie or book about Superman. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. have to do the the rest of the Justice League. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you don't just... have to do the rest no, of the don't. Justice no, League. Yeah. That's been proven. <laughs> yeah. You got to do Aquaman. You yeah. definitely have to do Aquaman. I mean, someone did it, but... Aquaman's should. the Sir Gawain of... Ooh. Kind of. He really didn't have his sto- his own story. Yeah. He just he was the guy that talked to fish. I mean, that was really the joke. So is the Green Knight so the opening to, to the fish. to the Camelot universe? The CCU, the Camelot Cinematic. Are we going to get a Merlin? A24's Are we going to get a Camelot universe? I mean, if they get this one and it's great, <laughs> Corey, who would you totally, who, yeah. who would you pick to play King Arthur in a 24s Camelot Cinematic Universe? Sean. Ooh. Oh, plucked from obscurity. Sir Anthony Hopkins. No, he's or, already a knight. Or him. Mm. Yeah. He, but he was already. But I mean, do what? you hire a butcher to play a butcher? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins uh, blew his chance when he was in uh, Transformers: The Last Night and Westworld, playing a Arthurian scholar. Because if you didn't know, that's an that's an Arthurian movie. No, too. I did. It's not. But I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. Try to tell that to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you it barrels forward without listening to you. This, this movie, the movie opens with a, a, a drunk Merlin played by Stanley Tucci talking to oh, a giant God. robot. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. The Tucci is actually great casting for Merlin. I saw that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's not in this movie. No. Not this version of Merlin. Um. I was always fascinated by the T.H. White version of Merlin. He knows so much because he's traveling. I was watching Tenet again the other day. Merlin is traveling backwards through time. Mm -hmm. So the first time he meets young Arthur is the last time for him. Mm -hmm. And he's known him his entire life. He's Neil? Yeah. Merlin is Neil? It's rad. It's really good. I love Neil. books? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, this is from the, the Once and Future King. Oh, oh shit! I gotta. I still need to. That's, yeah, you have. That I only copy. have the two left. That and Stranger and Strangeland are the only ones I haven't Perfect. read recently. I've read Stranger and Strangeland a long time ago, but Once a Future King, I've never, never read. I've only read the first book of it. It's a enormous. Time. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you think about tabletop games being made out of uh, movies to promote and play? 
That is real tricky. And I think uh, the best lesson that we can get from this is from history. Mm. Nintendo, uh, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, had this habit of having uh, movie tie-in games. (laughs) And Mm. almost, almost, now there are a couple of exceptions, like Batman for the original Nintendo Entertainment System was a fantastic game. But the majority of the time, any game that was tied in to a movie license was trash because they had to come up with this game based around whatever license they were doing and they had mad crunch and it it was always shit. Now, the best games that uh, managed to come out were games already in development, like Batman. And then they just slapped the Batman on it. So Batman for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System was already pretty much made. And then they were approached uh, by the movie company and they said, make it a Batman game and uh, we'll give you a ton of cash. Mm-hmm. I'd like to push back a little bit on this. Uh, the The same sort of publication that has that crunch is, and this doesn't exist as much as it used to, is the uh, novelization of films. Mm. And that used to be a huge market. I'm sure it probably still is. You used to buy them at airports and stuff. You know, novelizations of your favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, Dory and I, we, we've talked about this. Somehow we both owned the novelization of The Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that is closer to this trend of um, publishing a role-playing game in the universe of a, of a, a movie. Or a movie franchise. I just picked up the Alien game. It's gotten huge reviews. I've not read through it yet. But um, I think it's a little bit different than creating an entire video game to writing your huge story as a novelization or as a role-playing game. And you might be right about that. I was looking at the Green Knight rules, and they look suspiciously similar <laughs> to, a, to a very popular D&D uh, uh, franchise, absolutely. Edition. Yeah. Well, and how much of D and D took from? What I was going to say, and then, and, oh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that this isn't incestuous. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm saying that I. I think that you're right. Potentially, the Green Knight is borrowing enough from uh, previously established mechanics where they can build something that is going to be, you know, tangible yeah. and good. Is it going to be as good? As a game that is not tied to a license, I don't think that's the case. It might be passable, but compare the Green Knight to any of the games that that we've played. Sure, and those are going to be far more thought out and and developed. Absolutely, they'll be they'll be all right. They're not going to be an NES uh, movie licensed game, but compared to actual games coming out, not as good. Yeah. But I do love this. Okay. This is amazing. Good. Yeah. That right. this game exists, that means that they know their target audience. That means that they're uh, they're willing to experiment with uh, merchandise uh, that no other media or, or, or style really can. I mean, fantasy lends itself to these sort of games. Mm-hmm. Get Fast and the Furious, you get a board game. It's probably going to be garbage. Green Knight. I bought the Fast and the Furious board game. Yeah, it's right How down is there. It? Vin's, Vin's we a haven't played D&D it yet. Guy. It looks fun as shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Vin's a big D and D guy, so yeah, it's probably yeah. why it exists. Vin's probably pretty yeah. pissed that it's not a D and D game. Though. Yeah. I bet he's. But it's I will in the say, works. I will say though, uh, 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 vis-a-vis the you know uh, novelization versus video game debate, the novelizations at least 
generally uh, resembled the movies. Right. Whereas the video games, and by extension, probably these games, not necessarily. <laughs> See, that, yeah, I think that's totally different. There's a hunter class in yeah. here. There's a knight class in here. There's other classes that aren't really indicative uh, of the movie. It's it's borrowing a bit from it, but I think this is a standalone. Might be more interesting if it was allowed time to breathe. I think writing a pen and paper RPG is closer to writing a novel than making a video game. Agreed. That's why I would I would take the history of novelizations uh, as a better comparison than the next totally Spider-Man Totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Writing a novel does not entail coming up with game rules in a game system at That's all. True. That but is not something this, a novelization is tasked with in any way whatsoever, whereas a video game and a tabletop board game are both tasked with doing exactly that. They're just different manifestations of those rule sets. No, correct. Uh, so, if you look at the rule set of this, though, it's uh, it's basically Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I, there well, is, and just what Corey was saying. Whereas the video games also, where they just took another game that had already been made, and like let's just copy yeah, that and yep. make it Total Recall now, and you're killing scientists because who the fuck knows? It's a game, sure. you know. Whereas the novelization at least was like a retelling of the same story right. from the movie, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, very rarely did any of those Nintendo games actually line up with. I mean, Predator. There's oh, one man. point where you're shooting pink bubbles. Those yeah. Star Wars games. Oh, oh yeah. NES or SNES Star Wars and games. ET, of course, the e. ultimate oh. trash tie-in. I hadn't even considered that yeah. as far as it. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I mean, video games really have been built on. Video games are kind of like the Italian film industry. They were built on just ripping off. Shit, like what a really successful. <laughs> New podcast. I knew I loved video games god. and Italian genre films for some reason. Damn. Here we are. Oh we finally god. hit it. Oh my god. Finally hit it. Five <laughs> times, Hollywood. Five <laughs> times. You One, got two, caught. Three, four, motherfucking five. five. <laughs> well, we clipped on that one for sure. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it in. That's a, You know what? That's number six, Hollywood. You and your fucking levels. We have only begun to clip. You. <laughs> oh. No, that's a really good comparison. And All of that said, I think this is a fun debate to have. No, yeah, I'm actually really, really excited about yeah, no, RPGs coming cool. out as yeah. tie-ins. Yes. And board games. Similar to Fast and Furious is not an RPG. It's a board game. But like... I don't know, a game where you get to at least play in the world of the movie you just liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, think that is fun. And a film distributor just going this deep in yes. on yeah. a movie like this and a world like that, like that's just exciting. Especially a distributor like A24. Yeah. They're not, they're big. Yeah. They're not huge. Right. You know. Um, I don't remember them doing anything like, so Zola is the one movie before Green Knight that has recently come out from A24, right? And it's um, it's a movie literally based on a Twitter thread story. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so and there wasn't there. I don't believe there is any like uh, merchandise that comes close to something like the Green Knight. You know, they RP, have a they RPG. have a script book. Oh, that's it's the entire original <laughs> Twitter thread plus the oh, that's script. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but the last not time... for me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> No shit, Sorry. Dorian. Yeah. So the 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 um uh, the movie A Ghost Story. It's a David Lowery movie. The when that movie came out, A twenty four distributed that as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh And I do believe, just like Green Knight, they funded it as well too. Oh, okay. Um, but um, when that movie came out, uh, 
there is a person in the movie who there's a ghost in the movie and they just wear a big you know sheet like a bedroom sheet with the eyes blacked out right so they actually opened up a pop-up store with where you could buy the sheets you get fitted for a ghost sheet you get yeah. fitted for a ghost sheet for for the for the you know for the purposes of, of the movie and stuff like that so i only feel like i've seen a24 kind of like take this step like with david lowry a little mm-hmm. bit david lowry movies i don't remember any other movies like like good time you know what i mean there's not an rpg for good time right right yeah. but you know, <laughs> well, I, I play that game though Dude, that's, you that's know, high pressure fucking... high stakes game <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd play the fuck out of that game yeah. TikTok motherfucker oh <laughs> shit I mean, oh you just drank an entire 7 up bottle of acid <laughs> you're done <laughs> don't don't get me wrong I'm yep. not against these sort of games coming out also mm-hmm. a professional dungeon master getting his due out of this yeah Pretty great great, great. <laughs> uh, Willow 2 get, get me get me on that um, yeah. get me on that Willow 2. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm sorry about those six burns. You need really, to... Uh, you, <laughs> but if you just... We won't I'm burn only you sorry again. about three of those. <laughs> you decide which. <laughs> Corey, you need to be hitting up uh, Disney about your Willow wish because they are the ones that are uh, producing the uh, six, ep- six or seven episode follow-up to Willow. Are they, are they actually doing that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's in the middle of production right now. It's going to suck. It's called Happy Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's... No, you're right. It is. <laughs> Fat Mardigan. <laughs> Fat Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> Glad Mardigan. <laughs> Sad Mardigan. Of sound mind Mardigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dorian, you weren't as excited for this movie at the beginning of this conversation, but I kind of, I've heard you... Especially when Bobby was saying, talking about seeing the movie, yeah, uh, the entire in its entirety. Yes, are you more excited now? Yeah, well, because yeah, I was I was hoping it was more like an art house film, and you know, just wasn't entirely certain. Mm-hmm. So to hear that it is actually much more like that is definitely more what I'm interested in seeing. I don't want just like a, I don't know, a long winded <laughs> literal production of what's in that poem. Like doesn't sound very interesting to me whatsoever. Right. So right. to hear that, yeah, it's much more of like a pensive kind of yeah visual tone poem kind of a just set in like a real I don't know abstract fantasy world. Like that sounds great. I, I'm really really into that because mm-hmm. um, what I've seen is so evocative and intriguing, and I would like it to kind of stay in that world instead of being like a let's explain all of this stuff to you. You know, I, I don't care for that. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Like you're not going to have a good explanation for like giants. You right, know? right. Exactly. Right. It's, yeah. It's I did. So I don't need it. I'm just like cool that like we're in a world where this is a thing. You yeah. Know? Like that's pretty neat. Um, I'd like to spend some time there. So, yeah. like I said at the beginning of, of this, so much of what we've seen in these in the teaser and the and the trailer remind me of like very classic fantasy paintings. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, Which I'm way into. Yeah, where I know the comparison to Mandy was made a little bit earlier. Yeah. If Mandy was a bunch of like heavy metal album covers, <laughs> this is a bunch of fantasy paintings. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's a good point. Yeah. Kind of stacked. I mean, the cinematography is incredible. Yeah. It's just like sumptuous. Um, Eat it like, right up. You want to lick that screen. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, I need uh, to clean that screen after Dorian uh, got his mouth all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Yeah. You. So, yeah, no, and I remember too when the trailer first came out, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, 
I and I that. think yeah, and yeah. I think it's mostly just David Lowry stuff. Yes, I just yeah. not. I don't know. Not I, I'm like fifty fifty with him. Like some mm. of his stuff. Like I really like a ghost story, but there's also stuff about that movie that I fucking hate. Um, and that's how I feel about most of his movies. Yeah. Well, that's so, fine. You know, fifty yeah. fifty so, is not bad. Totally, exactly. He's an interesting director, though, and so to hear that, yes, it's much more in that like we're gonna lean into the art house kind of element of this. That's way more what I would like to see out of him. Mm-hmm. His real, his like, I love listening to the stories behind why he does the movies that he does. Like a ghost story came from the fact that him and his, I think him and his wife, they were gonna move. They were, they yeah. living in Texas, oh, right. and they yeah. wanted, she wanted to move to L.A. And the story he told is that they almost got a divorce because he did not want to leave Texas. It right. was home to him, and so. Uh, he started just writing about, you know, like a journal, and then it formed into this story of a married couple who moves into a new home and the husband unexpectedly dies. But then that's the that's the ghost that we're following is the husband. And the husband is in the house, and the husband stays in the house even though the wife has moved out. And Honey, if seeing- we move, I'm going to haunt your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like really interesting, a yeah. really interesting interpretation of just like, home and like where you grew up and yeah, your yeah. attachments to it and stuff like that you know taken to a very art house level as well you know uh or subjective level that's maybe not so much an art house but uh so stuff like that you know old man in the gun very straightforward i think it's actually like based off a, a, a true story pete's dragon is probably the most like mainstream thing he's done yeah um, it's you know it was for disney right but it's uh, a disney property <clears> but you know yeah. still really good as well he's actually doing a version of peter pan next for disney hmm. uh so you know he's he's doing that as well but um but yeah this is this is yeah he straddles a weird line he does between fantasy and mainstream fantasy <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like like art house no and i know fa- what you mean yeah, like yeah. art house and the fantasy world you know it's yeah. like mm-hmm. nobody else kind of does that you can see it makes more sense with like you know christopher nolan who kind of straddles that line but with like an action spectacle but he makes it more intelligent you know right. The normal, he's, I wouldn't call him like art house exactly, but you know, with Lowry to step even across a, a wider gulf, it seems like and maintain his footing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, to be honest. You know, his yeah. career is a really weird thing, and he's seemingly kind of had, you know, good for him, like the freedom and the good fortune to like kind of be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like these all seem like passion projects. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Oh, good um, for a twenty four for. Uh... Funded a bunch of money that way. Yeah, yeah, for real, and yeah, and and for going into whether we it, like, like it or not, I kind of I'm excited that this movie exists. Yeah, yes. totally. And just I mean, a company that's out there that epitomizes the idea that like you can I don't know, it's not quite narrow casting, but it's not broadcasting either. They're kind of in between the two. Yeah, they're like you know just find the million people that are like way the fuck into what you're doing, mm-hmm. and like and sell them some goddamn most tabletop of them, RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are gonna buy this shit. We yeah. spent thirty dollars on this dumb right. game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, they've they've seemed to find seemingly have been able to find that audience, which is awesome, yeah. and, and something I think you could only do nowadays, right? Yes, with the kind of data collection yeah. and you know granular. Also, I, th- I mean, interpretation. Stuff, you can get, I mean, yeah. even with like the resurgence of like vinyl and like you know, you're we just you and I just watched a movie today on vhs yep you know like i feel like so <laughs> y'all nasty it's my, second, it's my second movie on vhs this week <laughs> you know so i also feel like not that not to say that well i mean those things are like 
we're led to believe now that those things are like a thing of the past watching something on vhs you know now we can just click a button and just download it or buy it like digitally not even buy a physical copy of it but now so many things it's nice to see a company that's like spending time and the money to put something in the hands of people who like really dig it but just like it's a physical copy of something and it's not a video game or Mm -hmm. something that gets downloaded on the switch like the green knight you know tabletop game or something on the switch or something like that like it's it's cool that they're doing this and it just fits with everything that's sort of like coming back into the world and becoming i don't know popular i guess again yeah there's something to be said about the ritual of the older media yeah where if you have a vhs for instance you actually have to find a physical copy of this vhs and then you have to put it into your vcr and then you have to cross your fingers and make sure that it works. It's, and it's exciting. So <laughs> it's a thrill. This tape might get eaten yeah, right, right now. But but there's a commitment to it. There's there's more of a passion, if that makes sense. With mm-hmm. older media, there's a passion to the consumption where the disposability of the digital age that we have now, yeah. it's you just push some buttons. You're not really invested. You're just right. pushing on a movie and you're like, eh. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. You know, my life kind of sucks and everything is milk toast that I do. And this is boring. And y'all my life old is people right now talking about my you know, everything better in the old days. Was, you know, it, not it better, but there's better. it's just different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there was a passion to trying to track down a book that you really wanted to read when things were more difficult to, yeah. to obtain. Oh man. Things. And then when you got it, Ooh. like when you went to blockbuster and that tape was in stock that you were, had been trying to get mm. for the past, like fucking three weekends and God damn it. It's out every fucking time. So I had to get this other bullshit instead. Yeah. And yeah. that's, there's that's, something, there's something really, there is something very like special about that versus something that's like immediately accessible to everyone at the same time on every device that we all own yes. at no extra cost. Yeah. To right. The, it just, it's just the there now, yeah. you know, <laughs> because that's, that's how fans are made. If, yeah. if something is just easily accessible and you can have it whenever you want uh, and you're not passionate about acquiring it, that's not going to get the same sort of fandom as something that is a bit more elusive or requires a ritual. Mm -hmm. There's passion behind that. And now you have, if we're thinking about this in the most cynical of uh, corporate terms. And we are. (laughs) At all times. (laughs) You have an invested fan. You have somebody Mm -hmm. that you know is going to be interested in the next project that you make. You're, You're going to be a company who is sought after. And you're going to have a reliable source of income as a result of this fandom. And that's far more difficult to achieve, I think, nowadays with the ease of accessibility of media. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. And yes, I am very old. Yeah. Quite old. Yeah. As Sean rolls his eyes. Sides, there's you, also yeah. a lot of great things yeah. that happen. There are, yeah, there's no, a lot of, of movies I mean, that I couldn't have found and that i have been able to see because of streaming media yeah absolutely and then uh, to be fair though there are also movies like the movie we watched today that i could only see on vhs currently right and i'm grateful to have that option too you know it's like i want all of these things to be available i like i like watching movies in 4k i think it's great i also like watching movies on vhs where there's fucking snow on the screen that i know is never going to go away yeah and it's in mono and it's fucking cropped to four by three and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Every movie you watch is the thing. Yeah. It, <laughs> also, like it's, today. There's room for all of these things to exist and for us to appreciate all of them and the experiences they offer, you know? Like, there's no reason we need to, like, 
take sides with that. It can all it can all be there because they all have their values. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I, I don't have anything else left for the Green Knight trail unless you guys do. Uh, I'm really excited to see the movie. Yeah, me too. I'm excited yeah, to I'm see hyped. it with you guys. No, I mean, I'm really excited to Can't see it. Wait. Yeah. Um, Corey, get your shit together. Yes, please, because you need to be there. Shit, those eyes. Oh, don't make me don't damn. make me make this part of your Patreon. Look, 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 look. I, I, them shits for I, daggers. I, I think the game is early, so I might be able to do both. Our show's at four? Our show's at four per you, sir. I was in the back seat with you. Damn. <laughs> yeah, you On the, the way to yeah. the Renaissance fair. On the way to the Renaissance fair. Brutal. All right, you know what? Hollywood seven, Corey Dungeons one. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Damn, Hollywood got you, bitch. Damn it, no. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood got you. Oh, Venge Sevenfold. What? Bastards. <laughs> All right, I'm wrapping it up. Sean, thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. Corey, Dungeons, thank pleasure you so much. Pleasure as always, Bobby. Dorian, as always. It's always a goddamn pleasure. It's always. Yeah, really. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for, for having us. This is a lot of fun. All right, thanks for everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week. Yep, yep. Deuces. Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Go to Camelot to get into a fight. <laughs> mm.